In today's episode, I'm giving you guys all of the tea about what I would do if I started entrepreneurship over again. We'll talk about some of my past insecurities, and I'll even give you some tips at the end so you can avoid making the mistakes that I made. So let's roll the intro. I'm Sarah, and this is the Mompreneur Hangout Podcast. I am so happy that you decided to come and hang out with me today. As an entrepreneur, things can get rough. And it's even harder when you're juggling all of the things while being a mom. My goal is to make this hangout spot a safe community for women just like us to be able to relate to one another, celebrate each other, and of course, succeed together on our journey of mompreneurship. If you're talking about this podcast online, use the hashtag, hashtag mompreneurhangoutpodcast, or tag us to be reposted on Instagram at mompreneurhangout. Now that we have all of the business stuff out of the way, let's hang out. So yeah, one of the first things that I would do if I was starting over was believe in myself more. And I think for so many of us, like we always want to run our ideas by our friends or by our family or by our significant other in hopes that they give us permission to start. And not a lot of us want to admit that, okay? Not a lot of us want to admit it, but listen, that was exactly what I needed to believe in myself more. I needed to give myself the go-ahead to do what I knew I could do successfully. And I really believe that I did push myself, um, like I kept myself back from doing what I wanted to do a little longer because of the simple fact that I was thinking about well, what would other people say? Like, well, would they think that I'm a fraud? Would they think that like she can't know what she's doing? She can't charge people. She's never done it before. Da, 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 da. Like, I didn't have the belief in myself that I needed to have in order to get started right away, in order to charge right away, in order to, you know, like really present myself as the expert that I was back then, and even of course that I am now. Of course, I've gotten much, much, much better with this. But when I first started, y'all, like I did not believe in myself. Like I had so much self-doubt. Like, what about if I don't get my clients the results that they are looking for? You know, what if they find a better social media manager? All those things. And now looking back on it, it's like, Sarah, like you were doing a dang thing back then. Like you were doing it and you were getting your clients results that they can't even keep up with them for themselves now. And I think looking back on it, if anybody is starting over or starting a new business, listen, if you know that what you're about to do is something that you're passionate about, is something that you are great at, something that you have gotten results from, something that people come to you and ask you advice for all the time, then you are more than capable of turning it into a business. In the next episode, we do talk about turning your passion into profit. So I won't touch on that too much here. But listen, believe in yourself. Nobody else will believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And I was actually telling one of my mentees this the other day because she was seeing that she didn't think that people were going to actually pay for her services for her business that she's about to launch. And I was telling her like, girl, you have to believe in your services and your results that you can provide and the value that you provide before anybody else will. If they don't see you taking your own business serious, then they won't take your business serious. If they don't feel like that you are showing up for your business, then they won't show up for you. Like all of those different things. And it's like, 
sometimes we're just waiting for permission to start. We're waiting for the claps and the, oh yeah, girl, like go ahead and do it. Like, I think you're going to kill it in this. Like, if we don't get that confirmation that we need, what does that mean? We just don't do it? Heck no. Heck no. Heck no. Heck no. Like, you still got to do it. You got to believe in yourself. And the thing about it is I feel like so many of us are afraid of failure, but you can't fail if you don't try. Like, and if you don't try, like, you don't even give yourself the option to succeed or to fail. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you just have to believe in yourself and give yourself permission to start. Don't look for it nowhere else. Don't look for it from your boyfriend, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your nothing. Okay? <laughs> like, look within and know that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And so that's what I wish I would have told myself and what really would have done when I first started my business back in 2017. So the next thing that I wish I would have done was to promote myself boldly and proudly. And anytime that you start something thinking like, I don't want them to think X, Y, and Z, that will end you and in you not standing as your fully expressed self. Because so many times is that we are trying to think about, oh, well, how will so-and-so perceive me? Or how will my friends look at me? Or will my mom believe that I can do this or that I'm successful in this or that I'm good in this. You know, like we're looking for this, once again, this confirmation from other people. And so we are hindering ourselves from success and from growth so much because we're so focused on what other people will think about us or about what we're doing or all of that stuff. And another thing is that when we don't promote ourselves boldly and proudly, then we know that not being seen is safe. And it's safe because then you don't have to have that fear of consistency. You don't have to have that fear of accountability. And if you're in the background, then you can just come and go. But in the spotlight, we have to be disciplined and we have to be consistent. And that's something that I really struggled with in the beginning was that I wanted to be able to do things on my own terms. And I was fortunately for me, and I am grateful for this, so I do thank God for it. But I haven't never really struggled with getting clients, like having clients that hasn't been a struggle for me personally. And so by that, I knew that I didn't have to post in order to get clients. You know, like I have other ways that I do things that brings me in clients without me having to do that. So I knew that if I wasn't showing up consistently on social media, then people wouldn't expect it. And so I wouldn't have to fear that consistency that I know that my business deserves and that I provide to other people businesses like It's the craziest thing. Like I can post consistently for other people. I can, you know, do their email marketing, do their social media management, um, do their ads, all these other things, y'all. But then when it comes to my business, either one, I'm too focused on doing it for everybody else that I don't have enough time to do it for myself, which is something that I will be changing in 2021. Or it's the fact that I know that I don't need to do it. And so it's just safer for me to not do it because then I don't have to worry about it doing it consistently and I don't have to worry about other people holding me accountable, like my audience holding me accountable. So like I said, this is a tea, y'all. I'm putting out all my insecurities, all the things that I would normally not tell people like I'm talking about it because I really feel like people need to hear this. Like people need to see other people who are quote unquote successful, who either are struggling with these things or have been struggling with these things. And so it's so crazy, but like we just have to promote ourselves boldly and proudly so that way other people will return that same vibe back to us. Like they'll have that same energy back to our businesses. 
If I started over, this is another thing I would do is track my expenses. And at the time when I first started, like, y'all, I had my corporate job. I was making pretty good money. Like, all things was good, right? And so I heard this quote, and I wish I would have never heard it, but it was like, invest in your business, invest in your business, invest in your business, invest in your business. Y'all, I invested two days on much in my business when I first started. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people talk about. As business owners, it's like, yes, you got to invest, but what do you really invest in, you know? And that's something that maybe I'll talk about in another episode, but I wish I would have been tracking my expenses because when I first, first, first started off, I definitely had more expenses than I had revenue coming in. And since I wasn't tracking my expenses and since I had like a, what I thought at the time was like a never ending cash flow coming in, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It was like, oh, I'm just investing in my business. It'll pay off later. It'll pay off later. It'll pay off later. And it did. However, <laughs> it was very expensive at that time. And I didn't need all of those tools, those resources, those classes, those courses at that moment to get me where I am today. You know, like I could have done it without spending as much money. And so I really say, like, if you're just starting out, then really analyze, OK, what do I need to get started right now? So and this is just off the top of my head. One thing that I would recommend is Canva. If you're a new business owner, Canva is definitely needed. If you are I'm like a, doing consultations or something like that and you need a booking site, then I do recommend Acuity. They do have a free version. Try out the free version first. And so like, yeah, that's just two of them that I would recommend um, if you're just getting started. But, you know, track your expenses, track your expenses. Another thing that I wasted money on was Linktree. And I know it's not a lot of money. I think it's like seven dollars or so. But I had a Linktree account and now like I still have to pay for it because I can't figure out how to turn it off. But that's neither here nor there. But if you are creating a website, y'all, then put your link in bio like for your Instagram account on a hidden page on your Wix, like on your website. So for me, I use Wix for myself and all my clients. And so for our links that's in our bio, I just create the site that like that page, the landing page on Wix. And I do that for more than one reason. And I'll just tell you guys really quickly, even though I'm getting off on the tangent, but it's better to use your own website for your link in your bio rather than other platforms. Because if you're doing retargeting ads or you know, that type of thing, then those people are going to your website so you can track them way better than you ever could if you were doing it through like a link tree or whatever else. Okay. So whenever it's possible, send people to your website and every link that you give out. And that's going to be the best way to do it. Even with like your booking site, you can embed your booking site on your website as well. So that way, every time somebody goes to your booking site, you can still get that traction to your website. Okay, but that was off on a tangent. I'm moving on to the next thing I wish I would have done. And that is exit situations before I got burned out. And when I first started, I had um, this one client, y'all. And I don't want to say she was a horror client because I do appreciate that relationship and that experience. But y'all, she drained the crap out of me, y'all. She drained the crap out of me. Like <laughs> she was paying little to nothing because, you know, I was just getting started and all that th stuff. So like she wasn't, she was barely paying anything. Um, not only that, but like, you know, like I had systems in place, like this is what I was going to be posting at this time. Da -da -da -da. Like y'all, she would go in there and post whatever she wanted to post. She would post like inappropriate content of herself. Um, I don't want to go too much in depth about what field she was in. Cause I don't want anybody to like connect the dots, but 
Um, she would post like inappropriate pictures of herself on her business page and all these things, y'all. And it got to a point where I'm like, yo, this is too much. Like she's not paying me enough. I'm doing way too much work. Like I was editing videos and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm a social media manager for her at the time. That's all I had offered. Like I wasn't offering any video editing and that type of stuff. So it was like, I'm doing a lot of work, a lot of work. And so I ended up getting burnt out. I ended up, um, you know, not renewing that partnership with her. And that was one of the best decisions I could have made for myself because it was so draining, y'all. It was so draining. And then one last thing I wanted to touch on is if I would have started over, this is what I would do. And that spend more time on my business before I got pregnant or even when I was pregnant, like before Jayla got here, I would have spent way more time on my business. And some of the things I would have done, um, so just in case like you're pregnant and, you know, you have a business, like some of the things I would have done was put systems into place. So if I would have created like this, um, this system that I have now through Dubsado, which I'll leave the link down to Dubsado below. And I talked about it on another episode, if you're interested in learning more about it. Now that was episode two, by the way, but I would put more systems into place early on to ensure that I have everything lined up for when she gets here. So all like my automations, all of my systems, all of that stuff, I would have loved to have that already in effect beforehand. Something else is getting a team together. So um, at the time I was really heavily on YouTube and one of my videos that I actually created when I was pregnant with her has over 10,000 views. Like another one has like over 6,000, I think. And so I know if I would have been more consistent with that, even after she was born, like going into like my new mommy lifestyle, I feel like I really could have blown up on YouTube from that content since I already had like that niched in um, audience for being like plus size and pregnant. So I really wish like I would have explored like my options of having a team, like having a video editor, all that type of stuff back then, because I really could probably be in a different place now. But of course, with, you know, being a new mom, having a side hustle at the time, because at that point I was still working for my corporate job. And of course, having a corporate job as well. I just got so bogged down, y'all, with trying to do all the things and I ended up falling off the wayside with YouTube again. But that's neither here nor there. But that is something I would definitely do. I would spend more time in my business before Jayla got here. Um, and of course, I'm not regretting anything. However, I just know that there was plenty of times, you know, like I kind of lollygagged or maybe I focused on like starting another business instead of focusing on, you know, like my bread and butter. And I just know that if I would have spent more time in my business before Jayla got here, I would definitely be way more um, further than I am right now which is fine. Like I'm fine with where I am. I know 2021 is going to be a great year for me and my business. And I'm just excited for that. So everything that we discussed is what I would do differently. If I started over, I would love to know on Instagram. So send me a DM or post a story about it and I'll reshare it. But I would love to know what you guys would do differently if you started your business over. And also let me know if you can relate to any of the things I talked about. So I talked about you know, believing in myself more, promoting myself boldly and proudly when I first started, tracking my expenses when I first started, exiting situations before I got burnt out, and then also spending more time on my business before Jayla, you know, got here. Let me know if you guys can relate to any of those um situations. But you guys know that something new that we're doing each episode during the season is giving you all a chance to ask me a question. And of course, I'll be answering it on the podcast. So to ask me a question, DM me on Instagram at Mompreneur Hangout, and I will answer it on a podcast if it, you know, aligns with the episode. 
Okay, so this question comes from Jasmine and it reads, Hi Sarah, from what I can see online, it seems like you have it all together with being a mom and an entrepreneur. How do you balance motherhood and entrepreneurship? Any tips for us? So, firstly, I want to say that the word balance always takes me out. Like it makes my skin crawl. Like it just is such an uncomfortable word because it's no such thing for me, at least in balancing anything. Like you can never balance everything 50-50 and be successful in both of them, you know? And the truth of the matter is like, I don't have it all together. And I feel like people, and I'm glad she said like from the outside of from what I can see online, because I was on a um, live video with a really popular influencer, a really popular person um, on social media. I think she has probably like, 90,000 followers or so. Um, she works for a major company that we all use every day, Facebook and Instagram. Like she works for them. And from the outside looking in, y'all, like it looks like her world is perfect. She has her penthouse suite on the top floor of like her dream building. And I forgot where she lives, but wherever she lives. Um, so she has that. She has, you know, a car. She has all the finer things. She has this. She has that. She has a dream job. She has all the things y'all and the other night um on a live instagram you know ig live with her she was talking about how from the outside looking in like everybody thinks that her world is so perfect and she listed off all the things that she's accomplished and all of that and she said that actually 75 percent of the time that she's posting and she's going hard and she's in her business and she's influencing she said 75 percent of the time she's actually depressed And when she said that, it really took me for a loop because I'm like, Sarah, this is somebody who you were looking up to. This is somebody, and not saying that I'm not now, but this is somebody who you were looking up to. This is somebody who you thought, like, quote unquote, their world was perfect, which of course we all know, like, nobody's life is perfect. However, we thought, well, I thought that she was setting herself, like, you know, like she was good, you know, like... And I think that's a misconception that so many of us have is like, oh, she has this, 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 and this, and this. I want those things. And I feel as though those things would make me happy. So since she has them, she must be happy. And in the grand scheme of things like that is not the truth. That is not the truth. And that's why it's so important not to copy anybody else, not to wish, you know, you were in somebody else's shoes, not to think the grass is greener on the other side, because you never know what that person is going through. And especially during this holiday season, like so many people are committing suicide. So many people are just passing away. So many people are just going through things that they don't talk to other people about. And I think that this is so important that we really come to the realization that you have to do what's best for you and you have to live in your truth and you have to be authentic for yourself and your brand. And I'm not saying that the girl who I was referring to that, you know, was telling us her truth and living in her truth. You know, I'm not saying that she's not, you know, being authentic in her content and stuff. But if more people really knew what people were going through on the inside or mentally, then I feel like more people would be more understanding and more people, maybe less people will be likely to commit suicide. Because when I feel, though, obviously I've never committed suicide or even tried um, personally, but 
for those people who are feeling like they have no other option, I really feel like it's because they feel so alone and they feel like nobody else can relate. Nobody else can understand. And the truth of the matter is I'm sure that it's other people who have felt that same exact way that they feel, but they just aren't open with it. And one of the things that she asked us to do um, on that IG live was to book a consultation with a therapist. And therapy is something that not a lot of people talk about. And I'm going to go over and I'm going to get you guys hold me accountable to this. But I do want to open up more about, you know, the things that I've been through and where I am now with it. But for so many of us, childhood trauma is (laughs) real. All of us have pretty much been through it, whether it was sexually, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. A lot of us has, have been through childhood trauma. And that's something that I want to use my platform to talk about more because I feel like a lot of us need to have a place where we can talk about it, especially with us being moms, especially with us being entrepreneurs. It's extremely important. But now I've gotten off on a tangent, Jasmine, so I'm sorry. But <laughs> I just say all that to say that I don't have it all together and there's no real way to balance the either one of them, but I will give you some tips of um, things that I do that has helped me kind of keep both of them afloat. But I don't want anybody to think that my life is all together and that I'm perfect or, you know, that they wish they were in my shoes. And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to go off too much more on the tangent. But some of my tips is that you should have a flexible schedule. So I want to do a YouTube video about how like I plan my week out and all that type of thing. But in my plan, you'll see that my schedule is very, very flexible. And I do that on purpose because having a, well, she's about to be one closer to the time you guys are listening to this podcast. Um, So Jayla's birthday is on Christmas Eve. But having a little one, you have to have your schedule be flexible because they're not going to take a nap when you think they are. They're not going to want to chill out when you want them to chill out, when you think they will be chilling out, you know? And so that's why having a flexible schedule is good. Also work in time to, you know, actually have playtime with your children, you know, or alone time, one-on-one time with them where you don't have your phone, where you're not trying to multitask, where you can just pour into them, you know, like read them a book, go over flashcards, just play with their favorite toy, make their little teddy bear talks. That's what Jayla loves, (laughs) you know? And do all of those things so that way, you know, when you are working, when you are multitasking, you have less guilt. Because I know we have like mom guilt sometimes when we're working on our businesses and we feel like we aren't paying our children too much attention and all that stuff. So having a flexible schedule and actually working in time to focus on them has really, really helped me. The next step is to don't stress yourself out about screen time. And this was something that I was like, Jayla isn't going to watch TV Jayla isn't going to do this. Jayla isn't going to do that. And y'all have times changed, have my ideas changed. Heck yes. And the thing about it is, is that screen time, I don't think screen time is bad anymore. I think it depends on what your child is actually watching and if it's helping them learn, develop, grow, all of those things. So for us, when Jayla first wakes up, because she's still on the old, like, time schedule so she was waking up like early <laughs> and so when she first wakes up the first thing that she watches is veggie tales if you guys don't know um well you guys should know if you follow me on instagram on my personal page at seminar media that i'm a christian and so i want to install those same beliefs into my daughter okay and so with that being said when she first wakes up in the morning she watches veggie tales veggie tales is a christian cartoon show they talk about different um like stories out of the bible and it's really just like a really 
mellow show that keeps her attention and that is also teaching her something as she, you know, gets older. Of course, she'll understand more, but that's something that is really um, helpful. So when she first wakes up, she watches Veggie Tales during that um, hour because those shows last an hour. I am, you know, cooking us breakfast or I'm either getting ready for the day or I'm doing something productive that's going to benefit both of us in our day. Okay. Um, after that, you know, we may play or we may, you know, have breakfast together, whatever the case may be. But I just want you guys to know that there are shows out here that are helping our kids. I love like the circle time shows with like with Monica. I love the other one. I think it's like Katie's classroom. Um, so yeah, just be mindful of what your kids are watching. Jayla doesn't watch anything that I haven't watched. Um, and so that's how I kind of like keep a monitor on it. But yeah, don't stress yourself out about screen time. Um, sometimes it just is what it is. And if your mental health or if your business is relying on that screen time, then just be intentional about the time that you have them watching TV and really be using that time wisely. Okay. The next tip is to be intentional about your day. And this is something that I have really had to implement um, since having Jayla is like, I don't have any time to waste. Each time of the day is important to me. And so I have to be intentional on what I'm doing. I can't just sit on the couch for two hours and just scroll on Instagram or whatever. Like, no, girl, like you either need to be on Instagram with a purpose or you need to be working on something else. OK, or playing with Jayla or whatever else. Um, the last tip that I have for you guys is good morning, good life. And if you follow me on my personal page on Instagram at Ceremonial Media, then you guys will see that sometimes I put this as my caption, like on stories, good morning, good life. And the thought of it is, is that if you have a good morning, then your day will be good too. And every day that I have tried out this method, that I have waken up early, that I've, you know, really put my best foot forward for my day, it has completely changed my mood. It has completely changed my productivity for the day. And I really have had a good day that day. Okay. And so, like I said, the idea is good morning, good life. You wake up early, you have your to-do list already done. You know what you're going to do. And it's not only just waking up and getting right to it, y'all. I'm trying to go to my calendar so I can show you guys exactly what I have planned out every morning when I wake up. And I have it saved on my phone and my calendar as good morning, good life. And in the location part, I put self-care, journal, and worship. And so putting that in the location part, it gives you like a little reminder of what exactly you should be doing during that time when your alarm is going off and you don't want to wake up. <laughs> so that has definitely helped me. But self-care, you know, like going ahead and getting in the shower, um, doing my face, my skincare routine, um, journaling, worshiping God, you know, just cutting on like some mellow music, kind of just waking yourself up and starting your day on your own terms. And that was something that um, I got from the woman who actually made Good Morning, Good Life. I wish I remembered her name because I would share it, but she came into the eBrand Club. So if you guys aren't familiar with the eBrand Club, it's a club that Erin On Demand created. You can search on YouTube or on Instagram at Erin On Demand. But um, somebody came into the club and they talked about Good Morning, Good Life. And she was saying that when you wake up, you know, you want to really wake up on your own terms. You know, like who wants to wake up and the first thing like they're doing is rushing, you know, and then all day like you're in a rushing or you're like trying to play catch up or whatever the case may be. And so that's something that I took and I ran with it, y'all. Like, and I have been really implementing Good Morning Good Life into my daily routine as much as I can. Obviously, I'm not perfect at it, but when I do it, I do realize that there is a difference. So I'm going to leave you guys with those tips. Um, Have a flexible schedule. Don't stress yourself out about screen time. Be intentional about your day and then good morning, good life. Wake up early and get your day started and yeah, have a good life. 
So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please keep listening to find out how you can connect with us online. Thank you so much, Mompreneur, for hanging out with me today and taking time to focus on yourself for a few moments. If you've made it this far, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you won't miss out on our next exciting episode. Also, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate this podcast and leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It really helps me out. Until next time, follow me on Instagram at Monroe Media and follow the Mompreneur Hangout podcast on Instagram at Mompreneur Hangout. Remember, you are not alone. I get you. I feel you. And I'm here with you. You got this. We got this. If no one has told you they appreciate you today, please know that I appreciate you. Let's hang out again soon. New episode coming very, very soon. So make sure you subscribe and stay tuned.